Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world, just some great conversations with my friends, and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. All right, late Sunday night for me here on this week's episode of Something New Every Week. And I usually film these in the middle of the day or time when I'm not completely exhausted after being with the family for the entire weekend. But I am talking to a good friend of mine from the other side of the world where it's actually the morning. It's 10, 10, 10, 15, 10.30 in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, I'm so excited to catch up with my good friend, Maro Can Tell Me. Maro, say hello. Hello, Jason. How are you? And I did say your name right, right? <laughs> you did it right. Don't worry. That's all good. That's all good. With a great, with a great American accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I have missed my 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 Australian friends' accent so much since I'm not at WPPI anymore, and I don't get to talk to you guys on a regular basis. But uh, it is great to have you on this week's episode. And for those of you who don't know Maro. Uh, he is a international award-winning superstar uh, <laughs> in our wedding photography world and a uh, photography world in general. But uh, he's been one of my, uh, I've admired him for a very long time before I was at IPPI. And uh, he continues to create work for that just, and every year it's just incredible work that is new, fresh, and exciting all of it uh, celebrates the the industry that we're in and the clients that we shoot for. So it's really great to see your face, even though everyone else oh, can't. That's a great. That's a great in, 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 great way to start the conversation. <laughs> that's you've pumped me up big time here. That's for sure. That is bloody awesome. <laughs> but um, I must admit, going back to what we were saying before, I'd prefer an American accent than an Aussie accent. By the sounds of it, we talk like we're talking through our noses, so you guys sound a lot better than what we do. No <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, you guys always it always seems like you sound much smarter than us. You can't argue nah, that. <laughs> that's a myth. That's a myth. That's just nothing but a myth. That's for sure. Well, it's hard because a lot of the times when we do come to America and we go, do go to the WPPI, the Aussie accent can get confused for the British accent. Um <laughs> So I find that happens sometimes. But, um, you know, my good old friends like yourself, you know exactly where we're from and what we're doing. So it's fantastic. So it's really good. I'm actually honoured to be here today, Jason. Seriously. You're the one with the great name, Jason Group. That's got it. I can see that in in in, in stars and in, in the bright lights. There's no doubt about that. So, But I'm honoured to be here and I'm just really excited to chat with you again because it's. Um, I must admit it's been a little while since we chatted last. It has been. It has been. Yeah. And unfortunately, some of it is due to the pandemic and some of it is due to the fact that, uh, um, well, I haven't been a PPI and that, that would be more when I interact with you. I had, I was fortunate to get together with you a couple of times in New York City. Uh, and I'm not there anymore either. So it makes yeah. it even more yeah. difficult. Um, yeah. but getting back to you um for those of you for for people who don't know you and I don't know your full history I would love to hear 
I love to start these episodes with a little bit of the origin story, how you got into photography, how long you've been in photography, and uh, kind of where you're at right now. Okay. Well, you know what? The funny thing is, I knew you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> this is a good question. There's no doubt. I guess um, what a lot of people don't know about me was the fact that um, I, I guess photography found me when I was probably at the age of, I think, 13 or 14. And it was at the stage... <laughs> It was at the stage where my mum had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. So I needed an escape. I needed something that I could sort of, you know, delve my brain into as a child and and sort of lose myself in it. So in a matter of four months, I found myself taking my first photograph, entering it in a competition and actually winning. So. Uh, yeah, so I thought to myself, well, shit, I must be really good at this. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And it started from there. It basically started from there. By the time I was 15, I had my own dark room at home. Um, and I was just one of those kids that was really inquisitive who basically started photography that way, kept winning awards at 15, 16, um, watched my mum pass away at 16, oh, which um, then made me even stronger. Um, to really, uh, you know, persist and do what we've got to do in photography. Um, By the age of 19, my father bankrolled me and sent me over to Italy to live with with, uh, my uncle. And I spent, what was it, nearly a year there just assisting photographers, assisting fashion photographers, and free of charge, mind you, because Uh money wasn't an issue and Dad was like, oh, Go celebrate your dream, do what you've got to do. And, um, yeah, I learned a bit of fashion, learned a bit of weddings up there, and I found myself back here a year later and photographed my first wedding. I think it was either 19 or 20, I think it would have been, and the rest is history. And the other thing is, too, I was actually doing a little bit of a count, too. So I'm, what, 50 now. So I've got a feeling that I'm close to about shooting 2,000 weddings in the history of my, um, my photographic career. So wow. the big 2,000 weddings. So it's been a pretty crazy journey. Crazy. Yeah. It's been really full on, really, really full on. But it's been great. Wouldn't change it for the world. I've just seen the industry change so much, going from film, going from digital, um, and, you know, what it is today. It's amazing the changes that um, that I've, I've seen go through. And basically when you think about it, every 10 years there's a big change in photography. Yeah. Um, and that's yes, really how you've got totally to look at it. Agree. Every decade, yeah. Every decade yes. you're finding there's a big change. No doubt about that. I guess the first decade that I entered photography, um, we were more mysterious. We were artists. We were mysterious because of the fact that, you know, we photographed on film and we were magicians because <laughs> we'd create we'd create an image from something that no one could see until the film was developed and the, print, and the image was printed. Um, so... I do miss those days, I must admit. I do miss uh-huh. film. Um, and I was actually probably here in Melbourne, one of the last photographers to go from film to digital. And I think it would have been maybe 2007 that I actually switched. So that was the period that Yervant had uh, exploded in the in the digital side. So, yes. And I also had Jerry here and Rocco here who were starting to, um, you know, t- starting to explore the digital side of things. So, you know, the, the competition was, was really, really, really strong at the time. So I thought, oh, You're shit, I've got to switch. The, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew, I knew I had to switch to digital because I'd blown up a print um, 20 by 24 inches. 
of this beautiful bride in the city of, well, in the main street of Melbourne. It was an amazing shot. And she loved it too, but she brought it back a couple of days later asking me, what are these little dots on the print? And I said, that's grain of film. <laughs> and it dawned and it dawned on me that day that the new generation bride that was getting married didn't know what grain was. No. So yeah. that day, from that day on, I actually changed over to, to digital. Interesting. So, yeah, so quite an interesting story there. So... I have to actually have a bride who, who would have to tell me to do it. But, um, yeah, I've always been a late starter. There's no doubt about that. Well, I mean, I can definitely see it, – it explains a lot that you spent that time in Italy uh, and learning fashion. And for those of you and, – and I can relate to it a little bit because we're, this, we're, we're about the same age. And the fashion world, the age that you're talking about, was just an incredible time for photography – and fashion in those, I, I, I would, I would imagine in mid eighties, late, late eighties, I would say. Yes. And yeah. that was around the time when I went to college, but it was definitely as a fashion photographer, if you wanted to be a fashion photographer growing up in New York, it was always, you need to go to Italy and, and to train mm. or, or work in Italy for some period of time. And the photographers who did always came back and, and the, 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 the influence that it had on them was incredible. So it's so funny that you you bring that up uh, because I always wanted to go and I never did, and you did, and I and and it explains a lot because I see that fashion influence in your work so much, and it's incredible to me that that you know that would that would be such a and and, and I think Melbourne's a very fashion forward city too, but um, well, you can definitely look, see. I'm I definitely think it helped having, you know, my uncle there. There's yeah. no doubt about that. I honestly felt that, you know, at the young age of 19, 18, I can't yeah. remember, I think around that age, that I probably wouldn't have gone if if um, if my uncle wasn't there. Right. So, look, it definitely did help. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. And, and Melbourne is one of those cities where it's a little bit cooler down here, so we tend to dress dress up a little bit more. Right. So it's probably, I guess, the, rele the relevancy to, to you would be how the New Yorkers would dress up a bit more because they have a cooler climate. Obviously, yeah. Melbourne is nowhere near as cold as New York. <laughs> um, but, <clears throat> you know, we've it's got a lot of cities that it, Yeah, so <laughs> we've got a lot of other cities in, in Australia which are amazing, but they're a lot warmer. So you're not able to dress in a, a fantastic coat um, or wear layers or anything along those lines. So Melbourne's been influenced a lot, obviously, from the boom that I've survived in, which is the European boom of first immigrant Italians and Greeks and all the Europeans getting married down here. Um, and that's really why I believe Melbourne has spawned so many amazing photographers in the 90s. You know, you've got great photographers like Jerry, you've got great photographers like Rocco, you've got great photographers like Jovan and and the list goes on yeah. um, because the industry was super duper healthy. We had first generation immigrants that were spending, even back then, um, you know, Jason, I, I was charging $10,000 back then. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're talking about 15, 20 years ago. So, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how wherever there's money, it's amazing where, you know, the development happens where you've got the photographers who are really going to push through and, and, and push the boundaries. And that's what we're all doing. We're all trying to outbeat ourselves. Yeah, and, and Melbourne is also a very ethnically diverse city where lots mm -hmm. of cultures and different types of weddings 
for example, with Yervant, he would shoot a lot of Greek and Orthodox weddings. Same with Jerry in Italian weddings, uh, also a lot of Asian weddings where culturally um, celebrations were are, and still are very, very elaborate yeah. celebrations. Exactly. So they, they spend the money on the, on the photography. I also think part of that is because uh, you guys embraced new technologies quicker, Yervon, Jerry, yourself. Uh, and embrace those oh, things and forward. Wouldn't say myself. I wouldn't say myself. Probably, I was one of the last ones. I'm the lazy one. It's like I do it when I have to. So, right, right, right. But, right. Um, but yeah, definitely. But look, it, I must admit, it's a, it's been a great journey. Um, and even you know, I guess you can relate to it with 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 your industry or being a photographer as well. And and your side of the industry and your story on, in America would be very similar as well because it is quite diverse. And, you know, you do get amazing sort of weddings there, which even go for two, three days. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's something definitely, definitely worth talking about because in one way or another, whichever part of the world you're at, there's always been that, that uh, litmus test or that, in, that indicator that has sort of pushed the industry forward. Yeah. So let's flash forward to today and the yes. last year or so. Uh I I know uh, I've had mainly Americans on this on this podcast. You mm-hmm. guys have had it especially hard with lockdowns yeah. and everything else. Uh, so talk to me about uh, whether or not you are you guys open now, or is it? Par- I, I thought I read something well, that is partial lockdown again. Like talk to me well, about the look- last year. All right, so I'll give you a basic rundown. Yeah. It's very simple. So the big stresses of COVID last year where it sort of hit New York in, was it February or was it March? I can't even remember now. I was it early around March. That period, February, early March. Yeah. So basically, basically, because we are an island, we are across the other side of the world, it was a lot easier for us um, to, to repel the virus. Um, so come, come when was it? Uh, March, we right. did have a large amount of um, virus come in through overseas purely because there was no borders locked down. So in in March, we were locked down for six weeks and we were able to beat the virus. Uh So from, I think it was maybe June uh, or August, um, you know, there was sort of a stop-start lockdown, sort of these rash lockdowns where um, we'd go into lockdown for two weeks and come back two weeks and come back. Okay. But Melbourne had a, pretty, a particularly bad one compared to all of Australia where we were locked up until October. Oh. And when we reopened in October, we basically caught up with all the weddings um, that we'd missed out through the oh. year. And we've stayed predominantly open till May this year. Uh-huh. But because of the fact that we were good at repelling the virus, do you think we all got vaccinated? We didn't really give a care. <laughs> We thought to ourselves, we thought to ourselves, you know, there's no need to get vaccinated. Right. There's no big threat here in Melbourne at the moment. There's no big threat in here in Australia until this Delta variant came in, yeah. where it's now basically taken over, uh-huh. um, and we've got basically a lot of a lot of people hesitant to to be vaccinated. Yeah. So now I've been locked down since August, and oh, uh, also Sydney. Uh-huh. Um, and actually not August, I think the last winning I shot was May the 2nd myself. So we've been locked down since then. And it's basically basically won't get out unless 80% of our population is 
is vaccinated. Uh-huh. And that target we're looking at is probably mid-November to the end of November this year. So we're staring down the barrel of a, the lockdown of a further two months. Wow. So, and is it is it difficult for you to find the vaccine, or it's you're you're fine? Oh, it's 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 easy. It's okay. easy. Um, okay. Yeah, I've been double. You know what? I must admit, Jason, I've been double vaccinated, uh-huh. and my phone reception has never been so bloody good. <laughs> I can't believe it. I don't know what they've put in this vaccine, but my phone has never dropped out. It's been fantastic. I, we, we're, we're managing to talk to each other from uh, yeah. <laughs> 16 hours away. So I think it's yeah. 16 from St. Louis yeah. or maybe 15. But anyway, and uh, and we're all good. So, it, well, there's the benefactor of that, right? Yes, yeah, right. it is. But look, all jokes aside, I must say, it has been difficult. Um, it, has, it has been, you know, a period where us photographers have had to, find, you know, do a bit of soul searching and decide what sure. we're going to do. Um, you know, I've been lucky that from a young age, my father's always said, you know, save your money. You never know um, that rainy day may need may, may need to come one day, and it has. You know, so you know, thank goodness uh, financially, I'm not we're not stretched here at all or anything along those lines. But I do really feel sorry for a lot of the younger photographers who are trying to make it, um, where this is just going to make it a lot tougher for them, and I'm sure they're struggling even further. So my thoughts really go out to them and not even people just here in Australia, but also I'm sure in the States as well, um, it's been the same problem as well. So, you know, I think we all just want to go back to a bit of a normality now where all weddings are back to normal. You know, I speak to photographers over in England. I've got a few close friends of mine like Scott Johnson, who's a great photographer, who said to me that they've opened up and they're living along lines with the virus. And so far it's working well. So you know, he's telling me things are pretty much back to normal for them. And, you know, I sort of want to be there in the next three, four months like them. And I hope the rest of the world can be like that there soon. Fingers crossed, because, you know, COVID does affect our industry. You know, we're not in the banking industry. We're not in the housing industry. You know, we're in an industry that is severely affected by it. So, you know, it is difficult for all of us. Yeah, the the event world is definitely going to be affected for a long, long time. And getting back to the younger people, I think the biggest struggle for like the photographers that have been doing it a couple of years, but don't necessarily have the experience that you do in those rescheduling and knowing how to reschedule things and knowing how to deal with the emotions. That's a learned skill that we, we get to just just your calmness and how you describe like, yeah, we figured it out. It is what it is. We're going to reschedule weddings. We're going to figure things out. But to newer photographers who only have a dozen weddings under their belt or two dozen, they're not necessarily yeah. going to know. And I'm seeing those stresses are really, really difficult for them. And uh, it, it, it's really hard out there. And, and, and well, hopefully we do get through this. I think, unfortunately, in the States, we're going to be looking at this for a very long time. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just a contingency of our population that doesn't want to get vaccinated. And now those of us who have gotten sick, like myself, who got vaccinated are getting sick again. So it's okay. uh, it's something that I think we're going to be sticking around. I mean, I have lots of friends who are just in the same boat as me and uh, are getting COVID again. And uh, they're not getting super sick, but... Uh, this is just just a reality now. When we go to sports events or any kind of events, it's like, oh, I can't make it this week. I have COVID, and it's like no big deal anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. and that's well, really frustrating. 
It is. It would be. And, you know, I, like I said before, we do need to go back to a, a COVID normality. Yeah. Um, because we can't we can't live like we, we've been living. And, yeah. you know, I, I think, you know, I, I wish there was a, a golden pill for it, Jason. You know, I wish there was just one vaccine that we would take and, you know, like Ribella or mumps or measles, which yeah. is a one-shot system. But this one looks like it's going to be a bit tougher. But you know what? I don't think it's all doom and gloom. No. You know, the human spirit, no. you no. know, I definitely think that human spirit's going to be there. The love is there. And as long as there's love, there's going to be wedding photography. I love that's it. That's how I yep. it. We love to you gather. Know? And that's that's yes. exactly that, and that's exactly right. So speaking of that, yes, I want to talk to you about, the last thing I want to talk to you about is yep. competitions and yes. pick your brains a little bit about competitions and... Yeah advice that you have you've been doing it for a very long time you're very successful and congratulations by the way i wasn't in vegas uh, but i saw that you won the grand award in the wedding division congratulations Thank you. Uh, Thank and you. it's not the first time and you know i i think i just i i want to hear the process from you a little bit if you could speak to it a little bit well look i guess you know winning an award you know what does that mean i think you know um, I can only look at it in the respect of of my photography and, and, you know, I really don't go out on a wedding, Jason, to win an award. I go out on the wedding to give the bride and groom justice or the family justice or all the above. Um, I don't know if you've noticed lately with my work, um, I've, I've been concentrating a bit more on families uh-huh. and mums and dads and, you know, feeding pizza to people and all sorts of different <laughs> things where, where, Lately, I've just been putting myself in the shoes of, of a father who's ready to give away his daughter uh-huh. who's going to go get married. And all. And really what comes rushing through, through your brain is, you know, all the hard effort and work and achievement that you've put in this child who this one day is, you know, going to leave. And I'm there at that moment to capture that. So, you know, a lot of the images that I try to portray are images of, of emotion. And it doesn't necessarily have to be of just the bride and groom where a lot of a lot of photographers out there tend to to put a lot of their photographs in awards that are the bride and groom together category for instance where you know a lot of people put it all in that category where all you need to do is step back a little bit and think okay that's great the celebration of the bride and groom is very important celebration but there's a lot more going on on a wedding so for me what i like to do is to tell a story to tell a story and to use the storytelling side together with lighting, which then creates an image with impact. So if you have the element of the creativity, composition, as we all do, we always have that creative element, together with the storytelling, I don't think any photographer can really go too wrong. So, you know, we can tell so many stories in photographs, and it's easy to do, especially turning it into black and white, stripping colour away from it sometimes, can can really can really give that raw emotion and really give that raw storytelling. So my secret, if anyone asks, is the storytelling side. That's all. That's all an image needs is a strong story, and you can't go too wrong. And I think that's one of the things, one of the reasons why. And I'm I'm just looking at the the little video you have on your on your, uh, uh, that of the winning award. And I see the image posted on the on the video screen, and it's a shot of. Uh, Looks like mom and dad, uh, the bride, coming to dad, uh, 
and, and you can see the emotion in that. And, and many of your images that you've won with have been about those rich, well, rituals like that, the bride seeing the dad yeah. before the wedding day, putting on clothing, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, and there's also a lot of whimsy in your images as well, especially your getting ready images that I always relished. Like when I would see it, when I would see one of your images, I would say, oh, it's gotta be Marrow's because it would just, it would have something flying in the air or it would, it would just, yeah. there, there would be composition. So when you're, when you're, yeah, I'm sorry. But no, you're right. No, you keep going, Jason. No, yeah, go after you. and and, and <clears throat> the, the the is is the process for you again. You were talking about how you you want to you're capturing those ideas, those moments, the rituals. Uh, for you though, is it just a matter of collecting images during the year that you know you're going to submit to the different awards? And when I say awards too, I I need to I need to say. You've not just won, like, there's a lot of photographers who have won awards in their country or their, their chapters or their local guilds. You've won awards everywhere. You've won AIPP, WPPI, awards in London and in Europe. Like, when I say international, you've won international. So is there just, it's, is, is it just a process for you that you've created for yourself? This is how I want to do things to keep myself fresh. Like, that's what I want you to talk about. Yeah. Well, look. There is no doubt, um, especially as you become, um, you know, really ingrained in the industry and after now me hitting, I think, nearly 30 years, what drives you is that factor. You okay. need to have you need to have a complete driving force. I've always been a person who, who, who got bored really easily with stuff. So, you know, I've always tried to reinvent myself, new ideas all the time. Um, and a lot of these ideas, Jason, which I haven't spoken about, are really crazy ideas too, where, you know, I've, I've got a groom being fed by an ornamental spoon with a bride having a, a cake on the end of it and the groom just <laughs> chunking away at the, at the, uh, at the uh, spoon. So there's a lot of um, comical side of things that come out of it and also very fashion as well. So that's probably something I didn't talk about. But the fact of the matter is, just with everything in life, and Jason, it doesn't have to just be photography, try something different, do something new. So my theory is, whichever wedding you photograph on any wedding that you do, try four different concepts on every wedding, and you will find yourself that a year later, you are a totally different photographer to what you were the year before. So, and when, what I mean by try something different, Four different things. So four different things could be four different new poses that, you know, you wanted to try out or four different ways of lighting up a bride or four different ways of, of, of styling the dress in a particular way. So when you keep putting those fours and fours and fours into, into your wedding every week, next thing you know, a year later, you have tried how many new bloody ideas Right. And you look back at your work from the year before and you think, my goodness, look at what I've tried since then. So I think if you keep on that element and you keep on pushing the boundaries and keep pushing yourself, people see that. People see the passion that you have in your photography, not only the bride and groom who are in awe of it because they're the ones who, who are the subjects, 
but they're in with you. They become just as passionate as you, which in a way adds the additional element to getting an image to then in turn getting an award image. Yeah. And I was go I was on your Facebook page and and typically of course, you know, the awards are for yourself and generally most brides and grooms don't care about the awards. But I was kind of taken back a little bit by how many of your clients tag you that knew about your awards and were so excited about those awards because obviously I could see, I could tell they were engaged in the images you were taking with them. Yeah. And that goes along to exactly what you were saying. And you come up with these ideas, these four ideas. That is unbelievably great advice. Go into something, plan something, and and that's that's why it works. So I'm going to leave it at that because it can't get better than that. (laughs) 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 We're going to end there. Yeah, well, you know what can get better than that is next time we have this conversation in Australia, Jason. I've invited you oh, a few times to come down here. I'm coming. I've got a little, I've got a little beach house that uh, I'm coming. We've got up in the peninsula, so we'd love to have you over one day soon. It's it's bucket list for me, and I thought maybe if I was at WPPI a few more years, that I would have made it down there. But I think I need to plan a trip down there to have more fun to just come and visit <laughs> with my friends down there. And, uh, and hang out. And, and it has been uh, a long time since I've been on a long plane flight, too. So I'm overdue for that. <laughs> Excellent. Have you been? So you haven't been? To I've Australia never been. Australia. I've never been. So my furthest oh. trip would be Hong Kong or, or Singapore or, or, or China. Uh, but I haven't made it down there yet. And uh, it's, it's something that uh, I need to do sooner than later. Fantastic. Yeah. All the good. I'll, I'll be waiting. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Something New Every Week. Maro, thank you so much for being on here with me this week. And it is really great to see your face. Hopefully, maybe we'll see you in Vegas next year. Whether or not I'll be there, I don't know. We'll see. But who knows? Anything's possible. But thank you again for being on this week. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I love it if you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab, millerslab.com. Great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. We will see you back here next week.